smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down. Let's do this. Let's do the grow talk coming at you guys. I got some show business right off the top. This is Dude Grow Show Grow Talk. Uh, Are you saying more questions, guys? Wait, wait, wait. You're saying you're in show business then? This is show business? You've got show business? Yeah. Nothing? (laughs) Remember that? He's in show business. He's going to Hollywood. I think this is show business, but that's okay. No, there's a little bit of DDC Cup business. Just wanted to remind people, if you're coming out to the DDC Cup, whoa, slow down, dude. DDC DDC Cup, July 30th, Fort Collins, Colorado. Get your hotel rooms. Um, I got a guru. If you can click on this quick top link here, um, GTC Cup Hotel. Somebody made a post here. It was by F Prohibition at 55. Says, what hotel is everybody staying at trying to enjoy a non-prohibition party? What is and it? The hotel. Wait, wait, wait. Hotel. Remember I drive by your house and there was that Hotel America and it had the sign. It was like a neon sign. It said rooms from $32.95 and up. That place seems like a party. I think they rented by the hour, too. They do. They do. You bring quarters because the beds take quarters. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so days in, I know Soup the Gardener, J.R. Tolkien, and Uncle Jim are hanging out at the days in. I called them, guys, and there's still a grip of rooms there. Uh, but get your rooms because I was like, why are these rooms so expensive? They're charging a buck 80, man, at the days in. Uh, and they're like, it's because there's Cheyenne Frontier Days that weekend. So we're having the DTC Cup during Cheyenne Frontier Days in case you want to do two events at once. Hey, you ever been to Cheyenne Frontier Days? No, that sounds kind of cool. I'd be willing to go. You ever been to Cheyenne Frontier Days on weed? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I'll be yeah. down. DTCCup.com. Uh, you guys need to get a ticket for the event. Come out and judge. Everybody's a judge. You're a judge. You're a judge. Everybody's a judge. There you all go. get to judge. Everybody gets a one whole bunch of weed and a great party. Um, that being said, should I start? I could, I could lighten it up with, not that that wasn't light, but I wanted to tell you about, uh, I was standing in my outside garden early yesterday morning it was, and I yes, was sir. wondering where the sun had gone, and then it dawned on me. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh Nothing? shit! I get it. I get jokes, man. I got that joke. <laughs> what, I was, what, I'm starting to look up fun gardening jokes now. Okay, that is what that's a googling fun gardening jokes kind of joke. Is that what's happening? Yes, yes. And then it, it dawned good. on me. Okay, it wasn't that good. Not the not the best reaction. I'll give you a show rundown. DudeGrows.com, guys. We get grower questions and your DGC producers. Please go over to DudeGrows.com and give us some questions. Uh, enter your grower questions under the grower questions category. Uh, the crew will be commenting and helping out. And, yeah, we'll try to get them picked and get them up on the show. Uh, today, we got a Dank Nug, Sour Apple Autos by Humboldt Seed Co., posted by Herba One. And then in grower questions, we're going to talk it's about the Herba switch one? up. I got it. It's Herba One. We're Herba? pronouncing... We're pronouncing the H and everything now. <clears throat> herb, herb, herb. So I do. Herba one, herba one, man. Herba one Kenobi. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? The switch up posted by Fear Bill talking about switching up nutrients mid grow. Hang uh, on. The more flushing up. talk in the good. What's Have that? you ever seen? There's a movie. I think it's either called The Switch Up or The Change Up. And it scarred me because my wife watches it every time it's freaking on. It's really not that good. Nothing. Just chooses to watch it. Say it again. Wait, that's a joke of some sort. I don't know. I'm I'm not. 
I'm not following you. Are we both having bad humor today? Uh, no, I was just telling you about a horrible movie that I'm stuck watching. Okay. See, your wife, your wife's not a TV watcher. You should tell her I to imagine. switch it up. I should tell her to change it up, right? Okay. Thank you. More grow talk great, in We're good crushing. comments. More, more flushing talk in the good comments. Talking about different flushing styles, ending your grow. You keep running the newts, run water through it. Um, how to get more yield out of this room from Rook. Rook Tattoo, Rook Tattoo. We're going to help you out, buddy. We can get you more yield for sure. And then lastly, Chuck Mianug wants to know about light heights. He's got a Blackbird and RSpec 600 from HLG and wants to know about, do I move them? Do I pin them to the ceiling? Uh, what can we do with my lights? I don't like moving them to myself. Just I don't either, but I'm looking at my lights and they need to be moved. I actually have the yo-yo sitting there that the HLGs come with so you can raise them up and down. Man, they should be raised up and down. We'll get into it. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I will. I disagree. I disagree. Before we hop into the show, dudegrows.com forward slash support to become a DGC producer over there. Hang out for the 420 happy hours. We're doing every Friday, guys, at 420 Pacific time live. Uh, you can catch those shows reposted over on Patreon. If you miss them, download the whole collection. I think we got doing it for a grip now. We should have like 20, 25 shows, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, everybody gets... Uh, yeah, everybody gets a chance to hook up on free seeds every show we do over there. And also you get hot deals on the grow dots and the recharge. If you're growing the dank and free seeds from seeds here now, 25 if you're coming to the DDC Cup, no brainer, 25% off your ticket to enter the DDC Cup. And dudegrows.com forward slash support. Check it out. When you guys log in over there, make sure you're always checking the recent post every month there is a new giveaway and all you have to do is comment on that post and you'll be notified all the winners are notified and we make a public post so you guys can see who got the hookup arrow mixer this month check it out badass resi mixer arrow mixer.com all right all right you didn't said grow dots yet scotty i know i heard there's a moratorium on grow dots now i'm not allowed to say it <laughs> shit i not just for, do them not man <laughs> Not until we talk about what's going on in our growth. So you gotta, you gotta. Hold you know it. what, dude? Uh, I'm determined. You cannot listen to every single comment that you get from every single person. You just gotta, gotta do your thing, man. So you know what? If grow dots are an awesome solution for someone, I'm gonna recommend them. I am. All right. I fear. I, I follow you. Someone's gonna say I fear you. Oh, we're yes. recording a little bit earlier today. My brain is still warming up a little bit. I, I me too. I promised I wouldn't smoke the joint, and uh, <laughs> I just have. Now it's just like just it's holding like, it. You're just like uh, holding it, just to feel like you can smoke it if you want to. But yeah, the it. one comments that I actually do listen to that are usually correct is Scotty got too high today. I'm like yeah, they're <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, sour apple autos. Posted uh, from Humboldt Seed Co. Posted by Herba One. Herba One. There you go. I like it. Oh, I like it. Didn't we have a few of these? Says, I thought we gave a few of these out. Ooh. These sour apple autos. I don't know if you got them from us, it but I think we Ganja did have Farmer. a few of these. Ganja Farmer autos, I believe, is what we were giving out. But we could have. Let's see. Let's see. It says, I hope the dude approves. First grow ever. Coast of Maine soil free gallon fabric pots. Gaia Green top dressing, which is... Gaia Green is a dry amendment that they have a all purpose, a bloom, and then a veg. And a lot of people dig on just doing a top dress or amended mix. Um, and a steady diet of recharge. 
All right. These autos look took longer than expected, but seem to be worth the wait. They're currently curing, but doing the grow during the grow smelled of straight diesel and mangoes. And I like that mix. Some of the purple color faded out during the drying process, but she's super sticky. I'm excited to give her a try. Half is curing in jars the old fashioned way. The other half is in grove bags. Virginia finally got on board with legalization, so I'm hoping our agricultural history will allow us to hang out with the Midwest and West Coast when it comes to growing the finest quality cannabis. Hopefully, Guru is proud of this fellow Virginia grower. Are you proud, Guru? Dang. I'm proud. This looks dank. Uh, It says, love you guys, love the show, and proud to support something so informative. Nice. Without you guys, my grow and many others would not be possible. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. I'm glad. I mean, that's all. Look at this nug for first grow. Beautiful. It is yeah. beautiful. Man, I have some autos that I planted a couple days ago. They're just popping out. And I love the idea. I've got some extra space in my in my flowering room. Let's throw some autos between the pots, man. What's it going to hurt, dude? What? How much extra space you got? You got to throw autos between the pots? Yeah. I mean, I, I still agree with Soup, mainly his mantra, you know, why? I don't hate on autos, but man, they're not as, if you're a new grower, I don't know why new growers are somewhat leaning towards autos. Can I say it's easier to grow a photo? Dude, all you have to do to have an auto is get a two by four, put up a light. I'm going to say throw some grow dots in there and then keep it watered. Keep it recharged, watered, whatever. And you will have a high quality plant come out or at least a a decent quality, something you're going to enjoy. There's no, when do I flip it? There's no, how do I train it? There's no all that stuff. When do I switch to bloom newts? You know, it's just fucking throw it in there. Forget about it. Come back 100 days or 90 days later. And you got weed to smoke, (laughs) man. Come on. They are easy Uh, to grow. Of course, you got to watch, you know, your environment. You don't want to get bugs and whatnot. But there's a lot less to worry about with an auto. I mean, I understand you better not screw up. I don't agree with that. You have more to worry about, man. You got to worry about your, we've always, we've talked about it. You're on that clock. Dude, with a photo, you got uh-huh. time to correct something in veg. You got time to have something come back if you underfeed, overfeed. If you screw something up, you can, if you know, depending on what point of growth you're in. Agree with then, every one yeah. of those. Agree with every one of those. But for just simplicity, taking an auto flower and throwing it in a tent and leaving the lights on 18 hours and changing nothing, you'll, you know, you'll come with, uh, you'll get a decent harvest, man. But I also don't think that like, uh, having a timer and switching the light cycle is really that hard uh, of a thing to do or of a thing to time out. And it, in doing that, you uh-huh. gain so much more control over the plant I didn't and see, leeway yeah. as a new grower, too. I agree. We're, we're agreeing. We are. No. But yeah. I, I think that it's more advantageous to learn how to grow a photo. But as far as simplicity goes, to be able to go there and throw some, I'm not saying what kind of fertilizer you throw, put some fertilizer on there, throw it into an 18-hour day, and just watch it grow and turn into bud, it's pretty fucking easy. Or just throw it outside, too, and not worry about light cycle at all and just uh, keep it watered. I mean, you can grow these in your flowering room. You can grow an auto at 12-12. Yes, you can. Isn't there a saying that you say, I, I agree to disagree? Is that a set the same? I think that is. And it's a weird exactly? thing to say. It's weird. Try to get this, but it means you're entitled to your opinion. And I respect your contrary opinion, which you, you don't see that too much anymore, man. It is not in vogue this century. Any comments? 
from Sean Burnett. We were talking yes, flushing a little bit last grow talk. Guru uh, ended his harvest without bringing his, you didn't bring your, your, your PPM you said down at all? No, I, I didn't flush plain water. I brought my EC down to one. So one, okay. eight, one five, eight, five, five, 500 parts per million. So what he's saying is just, <clears throat> if they're not, okay, you got this old geriatric, that's a resonant an insult, right? That's a mm-hmm. technical term. Mm-hmm. Person, you're not going to be feeding them the same stuff. You're going to be feeding somebody that's in their 40s or 50s. Yeah, it's you know, going to give them smaller line. meals, man. But they're still not starving them. That's true. Um, so the comment here is you are not debunking anything about the flush. That's one guy's idea. Do you do what you want? I am flushing. Like mom said, if your friend jumps off a bridge, do you jump too? Not this this time, mom. I don't know. I think I need to read this one. This is, you're not debunking anything about the flush. That's just one guy's idea. Do what you want. But it's much. not just one guy's idea. Like I'm basing this off of multiple different uh, like uh, studies and research right. things that I've seen done on this. Sure. And like uh, it's pretty it's pretty concrete that you don't need to flush. That the the, four, the like, four, uh, fourteen day hang and dry is much more important than a fourteen day flush. Like hands down, bar none. Okay, it sounds like uh, Guru has done his concrete research and is backed by papers. So, <laughs> you and, know what? Hey, and not joint papers, like actual white papers. That's so funny, though. I mean, just yeah, of course, man. Do what do what you like. Uh, it's really cool if you can do a little A/B testing. By the way, that's why I am uh, putting all those autos and extra plants in between plants. It's because I got a lot of testing to do. And I've got I've got uh, a couple formulas. I've got a couple different strengths that I'm trying to test. So the more plants for me, the better. Well, let's get to another girl talk question. How to get more yield out of this room? All right. I'm skipping the question altogether here. I I didn't do the switch up yet. And then I went right to the good comments. Uh, Guru, let's do the switch up here. This is from Fear Bill. Says, is it possible to switch brands of nutrients before flower in hydro? Trying to switch from advanced newts to Floriflex in week one of flower. It's totally okay. I don't know. You can elaborate on. You, you say plants don't know the difference. Like there's so many nutrients out there. It's. Uh, I mean, they're they're all especially qualities. if they're like salt based nutrients like this. Uh, they're all using the same base materials to start off with. Just wait. Different. What about pharmaceutical grade? I mm. yet or uh, it's pharmacopia is the the grade. Yes, there's agriculture grade, food grade, and pharmacopia grade. If you have access to pharmacopia grade, it's going to have the lowest levels of heavy metals in it. Ag is the worst, so like just don't get ag stuff. But when we're talking about like these two salt based nutrients, they're using pretty much the exact same stuff, like salts in there. Um, so. You're already at a time in the plant's life cycle when you're changing up nutrient ratios anyways because it's switching from veg to flower. So no problem at all. Just match your ECs uh, or your PPMs of your of your solutions and you shouldn't have any issue at all switching between these two. All right. I, I will go a tiny, tiny bit contrary. I agree with that as far as the science goes. But as far as being familiar with the nutrient lines, for the week one of flowering is a kind of a tough place to start learning a nutrient line. So just be careful. Not impossible by any means. But if you're just, you know, first time you're touching a bottle is week one and flowering. And it is he is start uh, light. remember he is saying he's in hydro. 
So that is a lot easier to switch right. nutrients into. Change. There's no like interactions going on between the soil and the nutrients and the plant. It's just nutrients and the plant. So it's pretty easy to switch something up in hydro. Uh, where like if you're in a soil, like there are some things that could go wrong if they're just uh, like ratios between the two different right. nutrients are way out of whack. But I think you're making the right to switch decisions. What's up with this? Switching away from advanced over to Floorflex. He's got some nutrient imbalance there. It's a little mag deficiency going There's on there. There's a little mag deficiency going on there. You can tell because uh, the intervenal chlorosis um, in the leaves, like especially the middle leaves, where it's not like the newest growth, it's not the oldest growth, but there's... So that's green on the inside, and then it looks like it's like eroding yellow on the outside, and then I see no, some yellowing under no, new it, growth. Uh, the, the, the main thing that's going on here for the magnesium deficiency is that... Uh, on the leaves, the veins stay green. Got it. In between the veins gets uh, starts to lighten in green and then will eventually turn yellow as, as that. But like with the cal, the everyone like thinks CalMag is the same thing. It's not. That's what a magnesium deficiency looks like. Calcium deficiency is rust spots. Like that's that's the telltale sign of a calcium deficiency. But you would treat that by adding CalMag, right? Uh, not necessarily. No, I mean, th that is one thing you could use. You're kind of putting in a lot of magnesium at the wrong ratio when you're doing that. If you're trying to treat a calcium deficiency, right? Uh, calcium nitrate or calcium phosphate would definitely be a better, uh, well, this supplementation is a mag deficiency too. though. No, I'm saying if there's a calcium sure. one with a magnesium one, just use magnesium sulfate. Um, you're, you're, you're hitting the magnesium deficiency specifically. You can use it as a foliar. You can water it in at a tablespoon a gallon. Um, no problem. But yeah, consider them two separate nutrients. CalMag is not the solution or not the best solution for both. Fix whichever one is actually the problem. If you got rust spots, calcium nitrate, calcium phosphate. If you got uh, a magnesium deficiency, uh, Epsom salts or magnesium sulfate will take care of it right away. Thought of this link I threw under here, the switch up. If you could click on that for just a second. So I use Google to search uh, pharmacopoeia grade fertilizer, and it found this post for me by Scotty Real. What's ah. the difference between ag food and pharmaceutical grade <laughs> inputs? And this was in uh, September of 2015, Scotty. So I guess wow, wow, that was pre-guru. I actually wrote this, man. Huh. I think you copy and pasted a bit of it, but you admit it. You said, here's some information I found on fertilizer grades. Yes, yes. Why write something yourself if you can just find something else somebody else wrote? Nah, this, this is good information. I do teach my kid this, that most of, you know, intelligence these days or whatever, you know, getting by in society is just about finding the right, listening to the right people. Finding the right information and listening to the right people. And you can find a lot of that on the internet, but you can you can get you know, steered the wrong way too. Well, are you worried? I don't know if uh, Guru would know the answer to this. So you're talking about heavy metals and fertilizer and the lower the gray, grade, the more heavy metals. Are there studies or I'm thinking obviously there's concerns like the more heavy metals, the potentially worse it could be for something that we're consuming, inhaling, Dude. eating, heavy you know, metals vaping. Are that are really fucked up, man. Yeah. If you start, if you're exposed like, to like lead is the one I was just listening. There was a Joe Rogan episode and I were talking about like the, uh, Flint uh, just, water crisis. Just what happens like when you have lead in the water, whether it's in Flint or whether it's in, uh, you know, other countries and it fucks up the IQ big time, heavy metals in the water will mess up like the intelligence of it, like an entire area. So think about it's it. It's weird. And just give them all sorts of weird uh, uh, 
medical issues the as well. The people that are most susceptible to heavy metals yeah. are the smallest people, so children. Um, and heavy metals can have huge effects on, like you're saying, brain development in kids, uh, especially lead as one, where uh, kids are so small that that lead concentration, when they're drinking the water, is a lot higher in them than it is in an adult. It's like full size. Um, so yeah, it's uh, heavy metals are not good to have, especially in your like drinking water source. And especially for the government to like let it be there and know it's there for like 20 years and not do anything about it. It's kind of fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've, we haven't learned. We haven't learned yet. But think about all the lead paint chips I've scraped, man. That's all I can think about right now. (laughs) How to get more yield out of this room by Rook Tattoo. Levels, brother. Levels. I'm running three HLG 650R Diablos. Nice, very nice lights. Hang and a on, 10 by they... 20 room. So just, uh, what do they cover? 10 by 20 room, three R specs. I'm sorry, those are uh, Diablos. So they are about a six by six area. Watt. So, okay, so we'll say five by five area. So that means yeah. you've got three quarters of that room covered with heavy light. I would honestly, with with these lights high enough up the ceiling, that 650 is probably covering six by six. Mine, six in, by a, six. mine in a five <laughs> by five, I had to dim down. All right, so. so if we're talking about how to get more yield out of the room, do you do, if it's if they're lights that cover a six by six area, so you got what, a six by 18 area that you can cover? Do you just put three in a row, have a center you know, your center area for growing and walkways along the side. So you got- I would love that because I can walk on either side of my plant and have a center row. That's great. Let me finish those stats here. He only has his lights at about half strength right now, running CO2 at 1500 PPM. He's got ceilings that are seven and a half feet tall. Most of my plants are hooked up to an auto pot watering system and my high temp is running at 82. I'm running subcool super soil. What can you do to make this room produce more? He'd like Rodox. at least one pound or more per light. You could totally, you should be getting easily, I don't want to say easily, but one pound per light, totally achievable. I got a buddy oh, running shit. 600 R specs and he can get two and a half pounds plus yeah. per light. I got, yeah. up? I pulled more than two and a half out of a five by five with this same light. If you give a shit about yield, you definitely can. So looking at his setup, though, like the he said he's running these lights at 50 percent um, in veg. I and mean, not everybody has a luxury. I mean, he think he says in the comments, I don't have enough money right now to get a light meter to get like the Pulse Pro uh, to measure exactly. But you don't have to do that. Um, running them at 50 percent in veg is what I have heard in general. Guru, did you run yours hang at 50 percent roughly on. in veg? Get some kind of a meter. Fuck this. What I've heard. Get a meter, get PPFD or at least at least get uh, Lux. You know, and just because you can be, if you've used a Lux meter, you can kind of figure out how bright it is, but get something so you get some kind of quantitative, get a PPFD meter is really what you need if you want to dial this in. If you got a buddy using the exact same lights and he's telling you the parameters, what he did with it, you go off that. I mean, I hear you. That is not the definition of bro science right there. (laughs) <laughs> but bro science is not always a negative thing. I hear what you're saying. Guru straighten us up on getting a meter. He's saying get a Lux meter. 
No, I'm saying that you can get. I'm saying that I've gotten away with a fifteen dollar lux meter for going under the light and being like, "Yo, I know when it's that when it's here, it's pinned. So I don't want it pinned. I want it between four and five hundred million thousand lux or whatever, because it's just a level brightness. There's nothing to do with the uh, spectrum, just a level brightness. But I know that I want it between those two ranges. When it comes to PPM, I'm sorry, PPFD. You know when you want 600, you know when you want 800 PPFD. You know, what? what, is it, what does it max out at, Guru? 1,000? There's 800? Uh, what do you mean what it, what it maxes what, what, out What of? do you want for uh, flowering? Maximum uh, it, PPFD at, in flowering. Uh, at least 800, at least 800 up, up right. to like 1,200 if you're running CO2. Yeah, so I mean... That with, meter, I call that light meter you're talking about, like, I, we used to, when I worked hydroponic retail, I was like, this thing's a piece of shit. It's like 10 bucks. It's got this little needle on it. And I'm telling you, the reason why, yes. if I know, hold on, if I know, if I know my neighbor is running a 600 R spec, I have one right here. And he's like, dude, in veg, I'm this far off canopy. I turn it up at this point in flower. This is the distance I do. And this is the space that will grow a canopy. That's all I really need to know. If I don't have a light meter, if I'm running what each light will do, you know what I mean? You're mad at math now? Is that what it is, bro? So <laughs> those light meters, they can be a useful tool, but they you, have are to useful under- tool. you have to understand the limitations of that useful tool. Yes. So they are only really going to be good to tell you the spread of the light that you're using if all the lights are the same. You can't use – and like that works for this situation. So you can get use it to figure out how even your light spread is across your canopy, right. and it will tell you that – but know that it also comes with some caveats that uh, that the luck scale is completely skewed towards yellow because that's what the human eye sees the yep. best, where par is kind of uh, the, the whole range from 300 to 700 sure. nanometers or sure. 400 to 700 nanometers. Um, so it, it's not really good at telling the difference between two different lights. We're not two, trying to do that. Which we're not. We're just two, quantity. I'm just trying lights, to figure out how to fucking fall but, away from the from but, the but floor to put them. Other caveat is that uh, when you're looking at like using the Lux meter and you're using it with the same lights, those uh, measurements are all only relative to each other. They're not relative to like an actual scale of how much light it is. Got so it. it doesn't really tell you like this is bright enough. This isn't bright enough. It can just tell you this light is evenly spread across yes. this canopy. It's not going to tell you like this is enough light for full flowering because it's a completely irre- uh, irrelevant scale for that. But relative to each other, you can tell uh, how bright something is. It is one. by no means the tool to use. But if you just want to figure out how just basic brightness, you can figure it out with the Lux meter if you have some experience with them. Well, let me uh, looking at this picture here just to give another tip. If, if you have a few different varieties of plants and different flowering stages of different heights. It looks like if you want, if you're strictly saying, Hey, I want yield, you need to grow from probably from a clone, the same plant, all at the same height. You can run a scrog over them. You want to have uniformity, good training. And you know, that's going to be, <laughs> I'm down for this. Hey, I love to see a bunch of different strains in it grow. I mean, for sure. But if you want cool. more yield, you're going to want, you're going to want to grow uniformity. You're going to want to have an even canopy. You're going to have the same strain and you're going to get it dialed in. Agreed. Oh, man, I, I do wonder if we're growing for, if all of us are growing for yield anymore. You know, if I got six different strains and I'm just enjoying the, the different cannabis that's coming out there. I got a, a groundbreaking thing for you. You yes. can do both. 
what yield and yield, multiple yield, oh not yield and multiple yield and quality you can oh, do, yeah. you can do both no yield and multiple strains i yeah you can you can do absolutely yeah. but you just you kind of do it like this and i mean not everybody wants is are they saying they are saying I, they want to produce more i want to produce more you fucking scrog that room out and uh yeah and grow this you can the same clone and like I I just finished scrogging four different strains out in right. a five by five tent. You can do it. It's kind of a pain in the ass. You kind of have to just pick one of the plants and be like, I'm gonna tailor everything to you, and like right. the other ones, right. I'll get what I get. Um, but like, it definitely can work. And scrogging is gonna be the way to yeah. increase the amount of yield you get by a lot. And where you got room all the way around the scrog to where you can reach in it, it's not yep. that much of a pain in the ass like it is in a tent where. It gets a little tricky trying to get around to all the different corners. So short answer is arrange your lights in a row. So it's a six by 18 central, you know, rectangular space in the center. Um, and then get a clone that's a heavy yielder and then just scrog it, scrog that six by 18 area. Even if you don't do that, his goal is to get a pound per light or more. Even if you're oh, growing Jesus. different strains, like you should be able to get a pound per light on those lights. No problem. And, it, you know, scrogging is a lot less fun for me to go hang out with my plants because I can't move them. I can't get in between them. I can't turn them. So how you have these with the bamboo stakes, as long as your eyeballs are going to be OK, put some marshmallows at the end. Uh, but that's the way I love to have plants. You go in there and you hang out my little my little mechanics dolly stool or whatever. I go hang out and uh, man, that's a that's a cool little area, especially having the outside to roll around on. Yeah, it's a, no. that's a real cool area. I am wondering, is that carpet? What is happening there? That might be carpet. Because carpet is so. a huge no-no because things live in the carpet. And just if you flood the carpet, that's a whole other pain in the ass Ooh, itself. Uh, if you flood the carpet. Uh, oh, <laughs> DDC helping out here. Uh, Birmingham Tarot, Sunny and Bechtopia, what's up? TJ Dirt Sniffer hey. and Sensi Mia and Pap NW Dan saying that his growth style currently is J Bob, just a bunch of plants. <laughs> nice. Good right on. Uh, all right, let's take it over to Real Growers, realgrowers.com, guys. Recharge and Grow Dots. I wanted to mention, we hear about Recharge and Grow Dots a bit, and realgrowers.com is uh, without the said great products, there wouldn't be a show. Scotty, Real Growers has put a lot out there. I mean, we wouldn't have the bakery, wouldn't have all the equipment rocking there. Um, so, I mean, Real Growers is our number one uh, sponsor and what makes this show happen. So keep that in mind. You're definitely not just getting a great product, guys. You're supporting this show and the content. Oh, shit. Sorry, oh, I, I got something in my eye. Thanks, nice, man. nice. Um, realgrowers.com is where you can pick up Recharge and Grow Dots. If you're in Canada, dudesworld.ca, you can pick up Recharge, Grow Dots, and IRE Genetics. Just so you have everything you need. Full nutrition. You buy the seeds, you plant them, put some grow dots in there, and water recharge once a week. Um, I'll do a real simple. Info. I will do a real simple real growers commercial. I want to make growing easy. I want to see people have success with growing that aren't necessarily obsessed with it or aren't obsessed with it yet. I just want to make growing easy. Get you some weed. <laughs> just. I just want to get just. I like that. That's like the one floor elevator pitch. Like you just going from two to three. Yeah, two to three. Dig. Hey, that's right. Get you some weed. Uh, Growing ain't hard. Get you some info too. Dudegrows.com. Use that search bar. Put in recharge. You'll get tons of information. 
Uh, right, let's take it over to dudegrows.com for another grower question about Blackbird and R-Spec Heights posted by Chuck Me a Nug. And this can be regarding to any, there's a lot of LEDs out here. We're referencing a 600 and a 650 watt light from HLG weight. The Blackbird might not be 650. It better be, it's fucking huge. Yeah, it's I think right that the Blackbird thing. has got to be 650, right? Because it's fucking, it's their biggest light. Well, it's six, it's 600 watts, but they really? it's because they spread out all the dials. So like you can get badass coverage. Um, So he's got 1200 watts of powerful LED, if you will. Um, so let me get into the, the question here. Uh, posted by Chuck Me and Nug. There we go. Says, I'm setting up, or what's up, good guys and gals? I'm setting up a new tent and I want to get suggestions for fixture heights in all stages from seedling to flowering. And hang on, I just stop four you. by eight. What's up, good guys? Or what's up, guys and gals? Is that so hard, dude? Is that so hard, man? Hmm? I said that. I said no, that. I'm just kidding. You know how you're like, uh, we always talk oh, about, hey, hey guys. So, hey, guys. Supposed, we're supposed to try to make everybody happy, remember? I will, I'll work on that. I'll improve. So setting up a new tent, want to get suggestions <laughs> for fixtures um, all stage, on fixture heights and all stages of growth. 4x8 tent, the HLG 600, HLG Blackbird. Should I hang them all the way to the ceiling and adjust the light levels with the dimmer? Or should I raise and lower the lights according to plants, heights, and stage? The tent is going in a sealed room. 12 by 16 with a mini split and CO2. Nice. This sounds like a cool setup. Four by a tent, 12 by 16 room, lung room there. Um, Wait, I, I go with just, the. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm really interested in this, man. And I'm, I was going to ask the guy that knows the science. Pardon me. <laughs> I'm supposed to. Hear well, we just too. talked a bit about measuring PPFD and all that jazz. I've seen. I mean, what's his ceiling height in a four by eight tent? It's probably seven feet. I would pin, that's the nice thing about dimmable LEDs. I would pin these to the ceiling and you're fine for all stages of growth. The only time you might have them full blast is closer to in flowering and you want to keep a distance of, every time I see these, man, like we've gone through commercial facilities and seen hundreds of 600R specs. They right. set them to a certain height and they, I believe typically it's about 36 inches. Or higher. So, kibosh, um, cannabis was, kibosh cannabis was probably five or six feet. Um, realistically, it's not, about how much light uh, or how high the light is off of there. Uh, there's a, it's kind of multiple things that all kind of change each other. Um, the, but the goal of what you really want is to get as much diffuse light onto the plant as possible. So it's bouncing around and coming from all different angles. So right. it covers the plant the best. and doesn't have like a shade avoidance response or less of a shade avoidance response. So best case scenario, Pin the light as high as you possibly can, right? But still be able to get the PPFD level you want at canopy level. Um, so it's kind of a balance. Uh, it's hard to do without like an actual light meter to dial it in perfect, right? But realistically, the higher the light can be, the more diffuse the light is going to be, and the better coverage and spread and penetration you're going to get from that light. Um, so I like having them pinned because I have room to work. I can I dim agree. it down when I'm going in there. And they're powerful enough from what I've seen in all the different grows to where you can have that three feet of freaking three feet and then of to canopy and still dimmed at 50% in veg with great results. Getting to the other thing is it, it kind of uh, scales a little bit differently too. Um, it's not looking at the light over like each five by five or each six by six. It's the when you get into like gridding the lights out like that. 
it's a total uh, light for the whole room because everything's going to be bouncing around. Like you can assume most of it bounces for the most part anyways. So if you have enough PPF to get enough PPFD uh, for the space that you have, um, then at that point, for the most part, you could have the lights pinned to the ceiling um, and just uh, adjust by dimming is going to be better than raising yeah, and lowering check out the light. Comments. Because uh, raising and lowering will change that shade avoidance response. Can I just ask you, just because we're on it, the, it seems like it'd be less efficient to have to light that whole big airspace, you know, like as opposed to lighting that whole 30, you know, 48 inches or whatever, how the empty spot. But if you lower them down, aren't you able to uh, hit the plants with less light at a higher concentration? Uh, yeah, but think about it like... Uh, if I shine a flashlight at you and it's pitch black outside sure. and I'm pretty close to you and point yeah, it straight at you. That's what I'm thinking about. Um, it makes a big, sh big, uh, hard line shadow behind you. That right. is not soft light. It's not diffuse at all. It's hard light sure. making hard shadows. Uh, everything behind that one leaf getting hit isn't getting light. Right. Where when the light is higher up, uh, it's coming from more angles and it's more diffuse soft light. Uh, that is much more able to penetrate through the canopy and hit it from sure. all angles. And that's so why the Diablo looks like that, right? That's yeah. why it's all spread out it's, with the diodes it's spread all spread out, out. To get more diffuse light because that will get you better penetration and uh, overall more absorption by the plant underneath it. So then wouldn't you want that lower so that you could use lower energy to get so you're not having to... The flashlight, I can use a less powerful flashlight if I'm standing closer to you where, where you're holding the flashlight than if I'm standing still, five or six still feet away. Still uh, much more direct hard light and uh, that the shade avoidance is kind of what we're trying to get rid of. You're going to get a better photosynthetic system right. if the light is higher up and away from it. Uh, you might use a little bit more power, but it's kind of how things are done in greenhouses too. Yeah, uh, they, they do have them way they, up high. Way up high, but they also know uh, their PPF level levels at different planes going uh like up through the greenhouse sure so at two feet they know it's 200 ppf at four feet they know it's 400 um so they will raise and lower the plants uh, or the tables that they have the plants on right to to change that um but yeah no uh, more diffuse light is always going to be better so having the light higher and just controlling it with uh, a dimmer from there if it's enough light for the space that you have um, then that that is always going to be the better choice. Glad I have one comment from Dr. <laughs> Good. Um, Dr. Field Good says I have an HLG 600R spec and a five by five tent, exactly like I've had. I keep it at least 36 inches above canopy of larger vegging plants and dim down to 50%. But I'm using it as a veg auto flower light, so the vegging plants don't need it that intense. And in small plants, I probably keep it about four feet away. If you are if you are flowering, you could get closer than thirty six inches, but you need to be aware of light and heat stress. I wouldn't get any closer than twenty four inches with the R spec. It's an intense light. Wow. So I know they were saying again, you called this bro science, but it is when people are running the same equipment. It's good to you can base some of the shit you're doing off of it, I right? Agree. I think the it's only a lower percentage I'm of growers. Just real, the only reason I'm busting balls at all, and normally I'd be like, dude, what have you heard? Great. Thank you so much for that info. Is you got the guy right here that actually knows how to do the math, like the actual factual numbered math. So that's kind of, uh, yeah, that that's the, the real value to me is being like, holy shit, there's an actual answer, a numeric answer for this. It's pretty fucking cool. Quantitative. Yeah, it's neat. Um. Yeah, we're and here, well, one, one last recommendation to this guy. 
hit up yeah. HLG. They got awesome customer support. They, they will help you come up with the best way to grid out the lights, the right amount of light that you need, just like everything. They'll, uh, uh, um, they will they will help you out and get you the right information. And they're all extremely knowledgeable, like uh, more so than me. So like hit hit them up. They will, they will help you. And they listen got- to the show while building the lights. So you can be like, hey, dude, did you hear on the show today what they were talking about? What's up with that, man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, coupon code dude, horticulturallightinggroup.com, uh, GGC vetted. That'll take me over to the pros list here. I don't have to do uh, too much today because I did some recording with Fish Ganja Guy about elite clones. So I want nice, to just throw man. this in so you guys can learn a little bit about what's going on uh, with elite clones and Fish Ganja Guy. Uh, yeah, play this, Guru. All right, I wanted to reach out on this to, to Fish Ganja Guy here because Fish Ganja Guy, if you don't know, friend of the show, longtime GGC uh doing elite clones now eliteclones.com c-o-l-n-e-z.com and our boy soup got pm on clones he just got so i said hell let's bullshit and see what's going on more and more people are gonna be buying clones these days from other growers ready to go so welcome fish how you doing can i do fish is fish ganja fish ganja guy the best for you whichever man fish is good and i just want to preface with soup i'm sorry to hear you got that but he did not get that from me he got that street cut well, from one of the local dispos from what i understand <laughs> so i love it how you call this like a street cut almost makes it sound like you know like street drugs or it's like it's like almost like an insult as far as i get where you're going though he did buy it from a dispensary um he did do proper quarantine thank god so he did not spread yeah. it to the other areas of his grow um but again how can we I see that there are since, you know, you have elite clones available and people are after different types of cuts that they want to bring into the growth, skip the pheno hunt part of it. But how can you guarantee? And I say, as far as there's so much out there now, as far as not just, you know, obviously spider mites and russet mites and things that are visual to us, but then there's the like what hop latent viroid or there's different viruses as well. Like how can we be safe uh, as far as bringing cuts into our grow? Um, and not have to worry about these. Well, like you're saying, and even if you go through me or any other place out there, you are going to want to go through that quarantine process because that is best practice. And you always want to make sure you're erring on the side of caution. But as far as making sure you're doing everything you can to have your best bet, it's crucial to go to a clone bank that works with a nursery that one has a mother stock that is all through a TC protocol, um, not just a basic tissue culture that'll get rid of PM. And okay, I was going to ask you what TC tissue yeah. culture protocol. Okay, yeah. So there's basic tissue culture, and that'll just get rid of topical stuff like PM. But to really get it back to zero, like full health, vigor, taproot, everything, it takes about six seven months. And the nursery that I partnered with um, is very good. About about that. And we do provide uh, test results for the mothers to show that they have no viroids for um, any hop latent or anything like that. But when we get the new mother in, we put it through the whole regimen for about six, seven months, and then we grow it up, do the testing to make sure it's still clean. And then we only sell cuts directly off that clean mother. Um, and if the place you're going to for cuts doesn't have that, or they have test results for uh, a clean virus test versus viroid, um, which um, I would love if 
uh, Sean can pop in on that one to explain the difference better than I can. Um, be wary of that because we definitely want to make sure that it's checking for the right thing and you're going to a place that has good practices. So there's a like a big difference between viruses and viroids and people kind of just lump them all as the same thing. Uh, viruses, are, me. viruses are an order of magnitude <laughs> bigger than uh, than viroids are. So viruses contain uh, like nucleic genetic material, either DNA or RNA, um, and they also have like the what the, the waxy coating on the outside of them. Um, they can infect a lot of different things like plants, animals, fungi, different things, all susceptible to viruses. Viroids only infect plants and they are much, much, much smaller than normal viruses. So they're harder to detect. Um but a lot of uh, like common plant diseases, like we just said, hoplatin viroid. It is a viroid, not a virus. It's a lot smaller, and it's just RNA, and it doesn't have that like uh, protein coat on the outside of it either. So like they are harder to detect, harder to clean and get rid of. Um, but you definitely want whatever place that's doing the testing to also test for viroids, not just viruses. Yeah, and that's one thing that I like that we do is we make sure that we check for the viroid on that mother before we ever take any cuts to send out to anybody because we really want to make sure we're going the full nine because if people are going to trust us, we want to give them a good reason to. And one thing um, with hop latent too is that thing, your plant will look completely symptom-free until a secondary stress takes it over, like from pests or heat stress or something like that. And from that point on, your plant's just going to look horrible. Like the branches are going to be so brittle that they'll just fall off if you tap them. Like you're, it's already throughout your whole garden at that point. All right. I'm already feeling safer than my street cut, man. Feeling a lot safer here. So, but I also <laughs> wanted to talk about, um, of course, coming on board, man. And with the DGC, you got to give back. And I was like, what can we do? What can we do here, fish? And you said, Hey, check, I want to offer up a cut, a rooted biscotti pancakes, tiki cut, which mm -hmm. I'm not familiar with. It doesn't mean anything that I'm not familiar with it. I looked at the price here and the cut, rooted cut, what does this come in? No, it's like how much media soil comes with it? Like a solo cup of pints worth or so, or? Yeah, um, usually we send it out either just freshly rooted or if we do have it rooted in a media, it's an inert media, so we don't have to worry about any bugs or anything in it. And that comes to around 650 normally. And that one right there Whoa, is- so that's okay. where I wanted to have the discussion. Yeah. Like I $650 for a rooted cut. I mean, are you guaranteed it's going to be good, uh, but the mm -hmm. price point, and I'm not trying to shit on it. I'm ignorant in this area. How does, oh, what justifies $650 for one cut? Oh, well, let me break that down real quick. So if you look at say relentless genetics, they've got Rose number 94 is the one that they breed with. So they used okay. at least 94 seeds that were female. And since they went from most likely male, if I remember correctly, that means probably 200. And they found one out of those that was their keeper. So say a normal person has enough room to do maybe three packs, 300 to $500 right there for the seeds and to have maybe 15 of those that are going to be female of those are going to maybe have 10 that are stable. And of those 10, you might have one that's decent enough to be a keeper, but it might not be the best phenotype you can get from that. When you do I this- the way, You're not only the packs of seeds, I didn't even think of that because the packs of seeds, you're putting at a hundred a pack there. Now we're almost up to half the price of this cut. And then what are your, what's your time worth, your electricity worth, your nutrients worth when you are trying to get to this result of a stable cut? And that does start to add up 
quick. So yeah, you've got the cost of your nutrients, time. You've also got how much space you have if somebody can actually have room to do that. Uh, cost of IPM, stress of you know anything going wrong or herming on you while you're hunting. The other part of the cost is also you know the nursery workers, the continued testing that we do, our electricity, nutrients, IPM regimen, shipping, is to make sure that we're getting you the best product that we can. Yeah. And I mean, when I also think about it and you don't have to comment on this, I mean, sometimes mm -hmm. when people want to go to the free market right away, as I call it, the free market, and you want something that's fire and you want it right off the bat because you got your lights up and you got to get some good shit banging to get to the market. Uh, this is, you know, Scotty back in the day, talked about some buddies that paid like 10,000 for a cut, but it's because what they wanted for their business plan, if you will, to be uh, providing the free market. Yeah. So, and get, for some of these cuts, we still have to shell out a very large sum of money to get that verified breeder cut from the breeder directly to make sure that we're getting people what we say we're getting them because we're not trying to give them something that's actually just some bag seed that we got. But we got to make sure that we're getting the actual cut from the breeder. And then we're going to be putting it through the tissue culture regimen, which is another six to seven months before we can even grow it up to start putting yeah. the market. Well, DDC producers stay tuned for biscotti pancakes tiki cut valued at $650. Nice, nice. DDC producers, you stay tuned for this biscotti pancakes tiki cut valued at $650. Uh, we'll hit you up. We'll let you know how we're going to decide to do that giveaway. Get some coupon codes available as well. Uh, coupon code dude out there at elite clones, E Z clones, C O L N E Z.com is where you can use that. Uh, GDC producers, you get a little deeper discount. Uh, just log into Patreon and look at the post that we announced Elite Clones. And stoked, man. Stoked to, to, to check some of this out. I know Guru has uh, rooted and I think two unrooted clones coming to him. So we're going to get to experience the process ourselves until you can ship to Canada, bro. When's that coming? Uh, <laughs> I can't you don't say. don't have to answer that right now. Yes. Yeah. I understand. Find I understand. too many papers to be able to say that. <laughs> uh, right on thanks fish ganja guy for hanging out unless you got anything else to shout out uh appreciate you um no that's about it i'm just glad to be able to give back to the dgc and be a producer or sponsor and uh help take care of the homies right on all right guys we'll be back right on, right on thanks fish let's take it over into uh our grows here uh we're all kind of maybe not you i know Guru just got his four by three tent set up. I just took one down, kind of in between grow. But you, what do you got going on in your grow? Uh, you know, I'm actually spending a lot of time on the outdoor and planting. Like I've got a whole bunch of veggie starts going indoors. It just kind of got, what would you say, the last 10 days, Guru? It's now safe to garden outside. Uh, it is seemingly turned to summertime here in the right, range of Colorado, seemingly. but uh, I also know that like two years ago it snowed. It had been like this, and then it went from ninety degrees to snowing eight inches in like eighteen right. hours. So I got a bunch of seeds. It's a front range. Anything can happen here, but we got a greenhouse, so we'll be fine. I got seed starts going in here. I've got some autoflowers. I found a pack of some gas something autoflowers, gas autoflowers. So I threw those, I uh, got those, some of those started and it's going to throw them in between. I think I've got like, what are those? They're called five gallon containers or number five containers. I think they're about four. I think they're three and three quarter gallons actually actual capacity i'm gonna grow some autos in those and man we were just talking about drippers i think i'm gonna throw some drippers on as well 
just, you know, I, I love my uh, bottom feeding wicking uh, real buckets, but man, the uh, drippers are pretty cool too. As far as something that's easy AF and proven. You do drippers on the slip buckets? No, no, I'm sorry. It's just in, in between. Okay. I was going to play with some drippers as well, just because Guru did such a nice job of building that dripper system outside. The only Achilles heel of drippers is you need a floor drain. You need some, some kind of recirculate, something to keep it off the floor. I'd, I just use trays. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You're right. Or, yeah. It's almost as lazy as I want to grow. Okay. Almost. <laughs> you can have drippers timed so where you're not going to have runoff. You you're, know, right. you're right. I think my last grow I got, I mean, I always used to tell people, man, water 10% runoff. It's a good horticultural practice, but I didn't do that at all last grow. Like I'd get some runoff sometimes, but like, and I don't know if the difference is, uh, using microbes and, you know, quality. Like I was using uh, Ramos nutrient line that I still have lying around because I need to get, not that there's anything wrong with it, but that's a high quality pharmacopoeia. Were you using grade. a ton so of it though? Sorry to jump, jump on you, but were you using a ton of it or were you using just low PPMs of it? I would pretty low. I would only peak out at uh two EC or so, a thousand so, PPM. Yeah. Yeah, so I think when you're bombing it with 1,500 ppm of newts, because that's what you think the plant likes, because you put high-octane gas in your car to make it go faster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, no, I feel you. I can uh, just keep taking it over here. I do have a product to show off. Check out. Uh, I got my 2x4 tent taken down. Uh, took not too long, you know, a little 2x4. I'm about to set up my 4x3. AC and Benny kicked out these are little 6-inch clip fans. Check these bad boys out. They have 10 speeds. Let me, let me speed it up here. And they fucking oscillate, dude. Like and, little tent clip oscillating fan. The tent clip is the, the really cool part about, or actually one of the really cool parts about that. That also hooks up to your controller 69. <laughs> you can control the speed, oscillation, everything with dynamic controls, day and night on whatever time schedule you want for... Uh, multiples of those fans off of controller 69 control your lights and your uh exhaust fans too so i mean it's it's pretty cool once you get all the things like hooked up together and just controlling them oh that's what this little tab on the back is that i just took off yep. you can huh. plug it okay yep universal yep. control all right it's cool it is cool i do appreciate uh, ac infinity because they're making nicer stuff you know, from the they're definitely making nicer stuff. If you go over there, they're all out of stock right now, and these so sit tight. I'm gonna see if I can get some allocated uh, for the DGC for sure because these things are freaking dope. And yeah, check out a AC Infinity for sure. They're on the pros list as well. I pray Keep that they, dude. Sorry that they've made one that will actually last because you cannot find a freaking fan at the grow store that will oscillate and last. <laughs> I've, I've had better luck with Amazon, if I'm being honest. Unbelievable, <laughs> man. I had a fan that's lasted one of those hurricane hydro farm fans. hundred bucks, man. It lasted three months. Three months. And I don't know. You know, I, I have one for the greenhouse. We actually broke down and bought like an industrial fan, like one you would have at work yeah. or something. And Guru, the only problem with that is on its lowest speed, it sounds like a, a helicopter. Like literally, I have to go turn it off. I'll be 50 <laughs> feet away. And be like, I can't relax, man. All I hear is that effing fan. Yeah. I think it's so loud. 
I will have my tent set up here within a day and planted hopefully within a couple days. So it'll get a more, a little more exciting for what's going on in my grow. Hey, um, I got a question for be, you, dude. Yeah. What, what lights are you throwing up on the veg side in that tent? Cause I'm trying to kind of figure out the same thing currently. Uh, I don't have lights. I, for, I don't have, have my lights for my AC infinity tent yet. I just got the tent set up. I still have three uh, rapid led core 85 bars. And those are, those, together. Are, those are short enough? They're like three feet? They're, They're under three feet? Four feet. Four feet. Well, but the four by tent. three, the it's a one by three area on the veg side of the tent. But that wall is optional. They can take that wall out. Oh, and you're I'll, just going to use it as straight up a four by three flower tent? Yeah. Ah, just I got gotcha. you. I'll, I'll veg in there for a little bit. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be all autos this run. So it's just going to be, yeah. Nice. A four by three auto tent, if you will. Wow. The plan being, I figured this out. I was worried I was on the fence. Hey, it's going to get too hot. What if it gets too hot and I got to shut this baby down? It's too hot. I just take the autos outside. Good to go. You know what I'm saying? So that's a nice plan as far as uh, they can go in the grow shack. They'll have this outside light schedule of the summertime and they'll finish fine. So winning, winning, Scott. We love winning. All right, we we need another one of those. Another one of those Charlie Sheen interludes. Remember how great that was? Life was just snoozing along, man. And then Charlie Sheen comes Remember out. Wait, no, you got to have the Charlie Sheen just talking about his goddesses interview. That's what I mean, man. Like that, when that I was like, <laughs> And yes. crack. It's like, yeah, I just did crack. Bro. Yes, a little bit of insanity to make Scotty happy. Yeah, that winning was pretty catchy back in the day. I remember people just be like yelling it off the ski lifts and just be at the resort and like or Chappelle's shit. I'm rich, bitch. Oh, such an innocent time, sir. Okay, you guys had a good time. Dugros.com forward slash report. Go check out the DDC Pabusa benefits. Uh, DDCCup.com, July 30th. Big old party coming out, guys. We have 120 tickets sold. We have a limit of 300, no, 400 tickets. So don't miss out. And tell me who is slinging the recharge out there. Support your local grow stores, guys. Come on, let's give it up to the grow store that supported us way back in the day. Way to grow. Uh, Way to Grow is all over Colorado and and used to work at Way to Grow. Our buddy started Way to Grow and a bunch of our friends still work there. It's a great grow store, uh, great people over there, and uh, they are DGC. Remember when we had our studios in the loft? Like, yeah, you can use my attic. I'll get you a grow tent. I'll get you a 12 by 12 grow tent. So shout out to Corey. Thank you for all that. Right on, right on. Um, started off here with some shout outs to these DGC producers. I'm going to give it to Chuck You Up and Sensi Mia. What's going on, guys and gals? It's the Thunderous Wizard and Evan Love. Evan Love. Hi, Tank Sherbell. Uh, nice. <laughs> Tank, Tank Raham Stankton. Thank Rums. Thank on. Thank on. Thank Rums. Thank them. That's pretty funny, bro. Uh, Lazy Boy Buds and TJ Dirt Sniffer, the one and only. Bro, number 21. <laughs> Those aren't two pillows. No. I said that to Rowdy Rick. He knew right away. Planes, trains, and automobiles knew right away. All right, guys, stay hard till we'll be coming back at you, and uh, peace out. Hey, take it easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck, yeah.
break. Let me 